0: Welcome to the Hope Unlimited Church Podcast. We are so honored to connect with you, and we pray that you will be encouraged and inspired by this week's message. All right, well, Hope Unlimited, let's get into the Word of God together. I want to remind you um, that last Sunday, if you were not able to uh, join us online or if you were not able to join us in person, I preached a message that I believe is absolutely crucial For us, and the name of the sermon was Don't Be Afraid of the Gifts that God Gives. Don't Be Afraid of the Gifts that God Gives. I believe it was a true word from God to us and to our house about next year, about how to identify what God's put on the inside of you, and then how to turn that into the deliverance and the breakthrough that you've been praying for. So I want you to go back, I want to challenge you to go back. And listen to that message at some point this week. And then I want to build on top of that. And I want to talk about 2021. If you're anything like me, you start thinking and gearing up for a brand new year. And I know that's probably a little bit more difficult for so many of us because we don't know what next year holds. We don't know if we're going to have the virus behind us, if things are going to be back to normal, um, what job situations are going to look like or loved ones or anything of that nature. Uh, But in the middle of all of that, I still believe that to be good stewards, we can be preparing creating and casting a vision for what we're believing for next year. And in order for next year to be different than this year, there are three areas in our life, all of us, that I believe we need to make some adjustment on. 2020 has been a grind. It has been a slog. We have had to power and muscle through it. There is no doubt about it. It's been a grind from March All the way until now with ups and downs and unknowns and fear and trepidation and sickness and changing restrictions and guidelines and you, you have to wear a mask or not, or you can't go out or you can't. I understand that it's been just chaos, but in the middle of all of that, there are some things that we can be responsible to do that will make that will ensure next year is different than this year. I want to start off with this verse in Romans chapter 12, verse number one. And it says this, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And verse two is what I really want to focus on. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect, the will of God. Three areas that I want to highlight very briefly this morning. I'm not going to keep you long, but three areas that I want to highlight that I think we need to do some maintenance on, that I think we need to do some adjustment in, some transformation in, if we have any chance of next year being different. And the first area that I want to focus on is our thoughts. Because of the grind of 2020 and the depression and the disappointment and the frustration, our thoughts can quickly turn negative. Our thoughts can, can, uh, not be as life-giving as God's intended them to be. Remember, that's what he said in Philippians when he said, don't worry about anything, but by prayer and supplication, make your requests known to God and the peace of God that passes understanding will guard your mind. And then he says this in the very next verse. He says, so finally, whatever is true, lovely, just, virtuous, if it's of good report and if it's of good praise, then think on these things. Think on these things. He is telling us specifically what not to think about, and then he's telling us what to think about. He is saying the thoughts and the issues and the areas of your life that cause anxiety or frustration, reject those. Yes, those are real issues. You're not to deny those. They're real issues. But he says, do not worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything anxiety and frustration does not belong in your thought life. It belongs in your prayer life. So I want to challenge all of us to set a guard over the thoughts that we are fostering and entertaining. If we let it, if we let it, 2020 can change the way that we think for the worst. It can change us. It can shift our thought life. It can actually transform our thoughts. And we have to resist that. We've got to resist that at all costs. All right? So anxiety and frustration does not belong in our thought life. It belongs in our prayer life. And then he said, what does belong in your thought life is whatever is just, lovely, pure, virtuous, of good report, of good praise. Think on these things. We have to get our thinking, our mind, our thoughts, we have to get it under control. We cannot go into a new year with an old mind. We cannot go into 2021 thinking like we did in 2020. I know none of us saw 2020 coming. I know it was uncharted territory, and we were doing our best to keep our head above water. But we've got our footing a little bit now. We know what's expected. We know what it's like. We know how to survive in this limbo. And we cannot carry the same level of thinking into next year. That's exactly what Paul means in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, when he said, The weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal but they are mighty through God to pulling down strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing captive every thought to the obedience of Christ. Look at the language he uses there. He's talking about taking every thought, like captive, like a prisoner of war, taking it captive and dragging it into the presence of God and making every thought submit to God, making every single thought that comes into our life submit to God. As we enter 2020, every thought that brings anxiety, that brings frustration or panic or worry, it is our job to arrest those and make them submit to God. Arrest those thoughts, make them submit to God. Arrest those thoughts, take them into your prayer life, and then only think of what is pure, lovely, just, good, virtuous, of good report, of good praise. And he says, when you resist worry and when you choose to think on the right things, when you do those two things, when you reject anxiety and you embrace life-giving thinking, he said this happens. The peace of God keeps your mind clear. It keeps guard over your mind. It protects your mind. A peace that passes understanding. So number one, we've got to get our thoughts in order. We've got to get our thoughts right. We've got to get them submitted to the will of God. The second area that I want us to focus on is beyond our thoughts, the words that we speak. I want us to put a governor, a guard over our tongue. I know this year you've done it and I've done it. It's just a natural byproduct of the grind that comes from living through everything that we just lived through, right? Right. And there's there's no shame. I know that we've said things we shouldn't say. We've had attitude. We've spoken negatively. We've spoken uh, critically. Um, We've spoken things that would foster death instead of things that foster life. But in order for us to frame next year differently, our words have to be framed differently. The Bible says that through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. The worlds were framed by the word of God. The writer is teaching us that we can actually frame, we actually are framing our worlds through the things that we say. And remember this, I've told you this before, but remember this, God's word in God's mouth is no more powerful than God's word in your mouth. When you have God's word coming out of your mouth, it affects just as much change as when God's word comes out of God's mouth. So, I want to challenge you. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Proverbs said, You're snared by words. So if words are a snare, if words can be a trap, words can also be a liberation. Words can also be freedom to you. So we have to get our thinking under control and then the things that we think will come out of our mouth. We've got to get this tongue under control. James said that this tongue is lit by a small fire, but it's like it's like the helm of a ship. It can turn a ship or it can go, it can it can govern a horse. That tongue is having a disproportionate Influence in our lives. So we've got to get those words right. Let's lay down the criticism. Let's lay down the words of death and frustration. Let's lay down the words of doubt and unbelief that we are constantly telling ourselves just because it boils up out of our frustration. Okay? Let's lay those words down. We have to be people of faith and we release our faith through our words. We release our authority in the earth. Through our words. We've got to get our minds right and we've got to get our tongues right. We've got to get our words right. We've got to get our, our, our minds right. We've got to get our words right. And the third thing I want to give you to think about is this. We get our minds right. We get our words right. You're probably not expecting this, but we also have to get our emotions right. Our thoughts And our words are fueling our emotions. They're fueling our feelings. If you've never learned this, you can think yourself into or out of frustration. You can think yourself into peace or you can think yourself out of peace. You can speak yourself into an agitated tornado or you can speak yourself into a calm, Tranquil place. Our words are fueled by our minds. I'm sorry, our emotions are fueled by our minds and by our words. This is so important that the Proverbs repeatedly talks about if you do not possess rule over your own spirit, you're like a city that has no walls. The enemy comes in, the enemy goes out. Listen. This year, 2021, we are called to live beyond our feelings. A strong believer is able to live beyond their feelings. It doesn't mean you don't get frustrated. It doesn't mean you don't get agitated. It doesn't mean that you deny the reality of situations around you. What it does mean is that whatever happens to you, does not affect what happens in you or what comes out of you. I want to challenge all of us this year to be like David, like a tree planted by the rivers of water. I will not be moved. I will not be moved. You cannot get me to act or react emotionally You cannot get me to act or react in a moment of anger or frustration or attitude. I am bigger than that. I am beyond that. I am strong enough to live beyond what I feel. That's what it means. Now, think about this. If we knew this was coming in 2020, if we knew that the pandemic was coming and the shutdown and it was going to be just a prolonged grind like it's been, if we would have known ahead of time and we could have prepared our thoughts, our words, and our emotions, we would have had a completely different experience when we went through this. Because it was so unknown, we were just reacting to whatever came to us. Another shutdown, we react. Another uh, job loss, we react. More restrictions, we react. This news station, that news station saying this, that, and we're reacting, we're reacting, we're reacting. We're living within our feelings. James said that is when you live within your feelings, when you're double minded, when you have faith in one moment and doubt in the next, you're like a ship that's tossed by the waves. And there's no peace there. There's no peace there. We can live in utter peace. That's why, that's why what David said is so beautiful. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. There is a renewal waiting for all of us in our souls. There's a renewal there. There's a renewal available for all of us if we can just think differently, speak differently, and react differently. I want to call all of us. This is the year to live above our feelings. No matter what is said or done, no matter how much longer this lasts, if it ends quickly, if it ends slowly, if it's a slow lull, if there's a miraculous break, whatever the case may be, we are too strong to live governed by our feelings. We will not be moved. We are called to be stable. We're called to be unmovable. That's my word for us this year. Again, go back and listen to the sermon I preached last Sunday about the gifts that God's put in us and how our deliverance is wrapped up in that. You need to get that for this word to make sense. But for now, for this morning, we have to do some work in our thoughts. We have to do some work in our words. And we have to do some work in our emotions. And I guarantee you, I guarantee if we do that, we will have a dramatically different year. I'm often uh, reminded of the story. It's in Philippians, the book of Philippians. When Paul writes the book of Philippians, it's one of the letters that is known as his prison letters. Paul is chained under the city of Rome in the sewage systems there. That's where they kept their prisoners. Chained the walls in the sewer systems of Rome. And Paul's writing a letter and listen to what Paul says in this letter. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. It's that same letter where Paul is talking to them about their minds. Don't be anxious. Paul, you're locked up in the sewer systems of Rome. Don't be anxious. Don't be worried. Don't be full of worry. Don't be fretful. Give it all to God and think on the right things. How, Paul, when you're in prison, Do you tell somebody? How do you tell somebody? Rejoice. The only way you do that is if you're strong enough in your spirit to not be moved by your feelings. And that's what God's calling us to. Amen. Hope Unlimited, we love you so much. Our first service back for our physical gathering, in-person gathering, will be January the 3rd at 10 a.m. We want to see all of you there. Now, I've said this a few times over the last couple of weeks, and I want to challenge you in this way. If you have health concerns that's making you stay home, we understand that completely. There is no condemnation, no judgment from us. We want you to do what is best for you and for your health. However, if you're staying home because it's become a habit now, I want to challenge you to break that habit. I want to challenge you to come on back wear your mask, sanitize your hands. We'll be taking temperatures and doing everything that we need to do. But I want to ask you to come back because community and fellowship with the the family of believers that God's building here, this is crucial to your life. I would not ever want to try to go through a year like we just had without being tightly knit to family a fiery community like we have, so I want to challenge you to come back January the 3rd, 10 a.m. We'll be in touch through social media. Stay up to date with us through Facebook and through Instagram. We love you so very much, Hope Unlimited. Let's believe that 2021 is going to be a year that wipes. It's going to be so amazing. It wipes out all of the pain of 2020. In Jesus' name, we love you. We love you. We love you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this week's message. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to give, please visit hopeunlimited.church slash give. To stay connected, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hope Unlimited Church.